It's your favorite time of week when Brooks and Chelsea meet to talk about all things Ren. It's for your information. So take a seat and listen up, because this is going to be some really good stuff. Grab your coffee and listen in. It's for your information. But seriously, don't forget your coffee. Hello all, hello. I'm so excited because we're doing our first official skint recording of For Your Information. And I have some newbies with me today who have not been on a podcast before. So I'm excited to pick their brains and let you listen to what they have to say this afternoon. I have uh, just a few announcements for you. So just kind of a teaser for some upcoming podcasts. We're going to have some new voices like we do today, and then some returning voices like Tony Batuelo in the Ops team. He's not fully aware of that yet, but it is coming, Tony, if you're listening to this. And then I also have quite a few of FYR t-shirts left over from um, when Sarah and I ordered those last year. So I want to give some of those out to you guys. You can get one if you email me with Christy Hensley's favorite artist. The answer is in one of the former podcasts, so you'll have to do a little bit of searching. Um, but email me what you think that answer is, and if you guess correctly, I will get a t-shirt to you. So without further ado, um, today I'm excited because we're going to be talking about a topic that we've not talked about really at all on FYR in the past. We're going to be talking about women in technology, and I um, have three women with us from our IT teams today. I have Sarah Pierboy, Anna Todd, and Nancy Jones. Hello. How are you all? Doing well, well Chelsea. Thanks for having us. Doing good. Thanks for joining. So the three of you agreed graciously to come into the podcast, and let me p- pick your brains about you and your time in the IT world, what has that meant, how have things changed, et cetera. So we have some questions for you all. So let's just dive in. So any of these questions are for any of you um, to answer. My first one that I'm interested in is why technology? Um, How did you become interested in pursuing a job in tech? I'll go first. I go on the way back machine. Always loved math, loved just analytics. So Went to college, not really knowing what I wanted to do, but decided I needed to be able to find a job and support myself. And computer technology back in that day was a huge growing field. So it just, it was a good fit. So I pursued that and have loved it ever since. Love solving problems, love just digging in and helping people get their work done. You're definitely my go-to, Nancy, whenever I need (laughs) you. So (laughs) that, that sounds exactly right. What about you, Anna or Sarah? Um, Mine's a a little different. Um, So my dad was in tech. So I grew up with, you know, all of the latest computers. Like we had one when no one else did. None none of my classmates, they didn't have PCs at home. I remember seeing all of his color-coded, like, command prompt windows on his screen and thinking it was so pretty. And that's what I wanted to do. That just seemed to always be, you know, the only thing I wanted to do so much. So I have this piece of paper. I keep this at my desk at work. It's from uh, fourth grade and it says, I dream that I will be a computer programmer. So it's just like a little about me thing. And I keep that at my desk at work to 
say that I I did my dream, I guess. That's awesome. I love that. And mine was definitely not the original plan. So I was a history major. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And while I was in college at Clemson, I interned at a law firm and immediately knew that was not going to be my life. (laughs) I thought that looked miserable. (laughs) So I uh, got out of school and started hearing about tech and particularly tech that served nonprofit communities and things that we could do to make their lives easier, let them fundraise more, do more good in the world. And that became sort of where my mission was. So I started in nonprofit technology, uh, moved around several software companies, and I'm excited to be here at a, an intersection where you can serve uh, nonprofits and uh, and the financial uh, institutions that we do. Awesome. Well, we're happy you, you didn't go down the lawyering route and are here with us, Anna. That's great. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> So in your your interest in pursuing tech, I'm also curious what mentorships the three of you may have had that had a positive impact on your career. I can go first again. <laughs> <laughs> um, surprisingly, for as long ago as I started in tech, I had I, when I thought about it, I have had a lot of female mentorships. First off, one of my professors in college, I went to Ball State, was a female, and she liked me, impressed with me, whatever, but asked me to be her student assistant. So technically, my first job outside of working at Dairy Queen um, was in tech, helping her like great papers and such. And then I got into the internship program at Ball State in computer science. And back then it was, you know, big computer room, mainframes, that type of environment. But it was a female who headed up the whole operations there. So I also had a female mentor there, and she was always just very encouraging to all, um, you know, females and males alike. When I look back, the majority of my supervisors have always been female. So I feel like I've had, Hmm. in a a tech world, I've always had female mentors that have encouraged me along the way. And and it's just, it's been the norm for me. Not necessarily what you would always and a plug think. to Kelly Palmer because she was the female and at Ran who brought me on here and she was a great mentor. So I'll give a plug to Kelly. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? Yeah, I don't um, know about before here because I, you know, this was this is my first job in the tech world. Um, but I do have to say that I don't think I'd be where I'm at without you know Joe Kay and Nancy all the time. That so I started during uh, tax season. Um, and all the one-on-one time that Joe spent with me while also working on tech stuff with Ted, it was a lot of work and he still made time for me and showed me the ropes. And, um, I think w- when I was a little more, learned a little more then I you know, was introduced to Nancy and all of the questions I had, you know, she didn't bat an eye, didn't think I was, you know, asking stupid stuff. Um, she, she's always been there and. I would consider them both to be great mentors. And I've had many mentors in in my day. One of my um, strongest and most consistent is Jennifer Neer. She's one of the first people that I worked with approximately 17 years ago when I was getting into tech. And I've been fortunate to get to work with her at, at other companies since then and here. But having strong women who support you and encourage you and, and help you navigate is key for me. The, the male role models and, and mentors that I've had have also been amazing. There's so many men who are great advocates for women that are in the field, um, and they're really important too. But, but to have strong women who can help you navigate some of the things that it just helps to have somebody 
um, on your side uh, next to you is really nice. Yeah. And Anna, thank you. That kind of segues into my next question was how to, to the each of the three of you support and elevate other women in the space? Since to your point, Anna, that is really important. Absolutely. I wish that it didn't have to happen, but I think it is really necessary. So I've sought to help women who I see having a softer voice in meetings, and I don't just mean in tone, but who aren't being heard as clearly as I'd like. I've sought to say, hey, I think, you know, so-and-so had this point and try to revisit it, try to echo that point so that maybe it can be heard. And I've had male colleagues do the same thing and found that to be very helpful. And then encouraging the group to hear what the women on the team have to say, not necessarily by calling it out and saying, oh, the women, what do we want to talk about? But to call it individuals, to specifically say, Nancy, what are you thinking? Sarah, how would you answer this question? I think that helps to encourage women to speak up and then have that audience and have their attention. Yeah, I agree. Um, And always acknowledging, uh, like I said, it's kind of a stereotype, but I think women, in, at least in myself, tend to have lower self-esteem sometimes. And as they get acknowledged and their contributions, I just think that builds their, you know, builds their their self-esteem and then they feel more comfortable and they're going to contribute more and, and just always participate. Don't ever, you know, put anybody down. Always, you know, listen because people have great ideas. Sometimes you just don't even think about it. But I think acknowledging them so that they know that they've been heard is very important. Yeah, and I think sometimes we kind of do it, you know, silently, too, because we all understand um, the challenges that we've all gone through to, you know, be present in the tech world. And I think we all come together and and helping us overcome anything like that and just, you know, have support. Yeah. And the three of you strike me as women who who are strong, both professionally and personally. So the fact that that's something that you kind of take under your own wing to make sure that others are being heard and and the ideas are getting out there is not anything that I'm surprised about the three of you at all. And I think that, you know, whether it be in a, in a tech world or whatever, women kind of have to stick together. And we've, we've learned that over the years, especially in the corporate world. So the fact that you, you're doing that in your respective um, profession is, is awesome to hear as well. I'm curious to know about any biases you guys have experienced. What what has that been like and how has that maybe impacted your time in tech, either negatively or positively? So I was one of two women in my capstone class from my, my graduation. It was really tough to get support from my male colleagues at school. I just don't think they were used to having someone that was learning. Like they all seemed to be like, you know, this is what I want to do. I already know it all. I've taught myself. I'm just here to get the degree. And um, it was you know, hard to put myself out there and ask for help. Mm-hmm. There were a couple guys that, you know, responded and were willing to, you know, give me one-on-one time or, or help. Overall, it was just extremely difficult being one of two women just yeah. in, in general. So I think there was a lot of it was like you're stepping into something that was already existing and all of the guys you know, either knew each other or knew what they were doing. And it was like trying to enter way in there. Um, but just the the attitudes t- towards women at my time were still pretty new, I think. Mm-hmm. 
and that's kind of interesting because I mean I got into the field almost before it was a field, but I got into the field at the time when it was a big push to elevate women and minorities no matter what anyway. And even through my college years, I, I was always there was just a few females I guess in the program. Like I said, I did the internship program, um, but was always felt very comfortable and very accepted by all of the males, females, anybody. So I almost think I've had more positive biases that I've seen than negative towards women in the field. Interesting. And I'll say here at REN, I've had an amazing experience and I don't feel as much bias as I have in other places, but I have, I've been on teams where I was the only female and sometimes it was just the phrasing, you know, they'd say, oh guys, you know, that was funny, but Anna's in the room. And I'm like, what, what the joke that was made wasn't about women. Like, why would I be offended? And nobody else was, why did you call that out? And that doesn't happen here. I don't, I don't find that or feel that. And I love that our team does have quite so many female um, technical resources on it. I think that's unique and wonderful. But uh, I, I think Ren's doing a fantastic job. But I've definitely been places where the focus wasn't necessarily on making sure everyone was comfortable, whether a female, a minority, anything else. It was just, you know, people maybe speaking before they thought through what they were going to say. So mm -hmm. I appreciate the environment and culture that we have here very, very much. And Sarah and Nancy, I presume you all would, you'd say the same about Ren yeah. specifically. Yeah, definitely. So for obviously technology is ever changing. You know, you hear about new things almost every week at this point. How do the three of you work to stay up to date on tech, whether it be specific to Ren or just broadly defined in the current climate? This is this is the one um, I have I, trouble with. I don't feel as I am up to date and most current on the technology. I think Ren is working at that in the product area. And it's not anything to do with Ren and how they've done it. I, I just fit better in the business world. So I use technology to accomplish a task. And I'll best use what I know how to use and love learning new things. But I never seem to find or have the time of day to keep us current. However, I'm also on the tail end of my career, as most of you know. So it's not as important to me to stay current in technology as it would be, let's say, if I was, you know, still had another 10, 20 years in the business, I would very much more so be looking to stay completely current on technology. So might be a little different animal than most. Well, and Nancy and Sarah are both far more technical than I am. Um, I would say that uh, just having transferred jobs a few times, I've gotten some things under my belt because I've seen different things in different places. Uh, and past that, because I know so many people in tech and the communities that I'm in, my husband's in tech, our friends are in software. You know, we end up talking about some of the things they're working on. What's new and cool? You know, what are when is AWS down? When are we having problems with, you know, this vendor or that one? I hear about that through just friend groups, text messages, whatever, and sometimes LinkedIn posts, which lead me to then go research that um, outage or that company or what might be going on. So in that way, I think just exposing yourself to other people in the same kind of field is really helpful. But um, I don't have a specific thing that I'm doing. I would say it's a very happenstance. Yeah, I would say coming from our team that it's, you know, it's always interesting, but it's difficult to keep up with with juggling that and doing our day to day, which is very different from product um, yeah. in that we, what do we say, we keep the lights on, quote unquote, um, with the daily like fixes and process improvements. But it's always interesting to to learn about. And just like what Anna said, my, my fiance is also in 
the tech world. So we always talk about, you know, what's new. Yeah. So it really sounds like one, you can function without being on the very cutting edge of tech and you don't have to necessarily know the best new thing that's coming around the bend. And then there's obviously still layers within the tech world. So we have, you know, some people still operating in like Windows 93. <laughs> then we have people <laughs> more up to date. So Rennie's I'm still curious. going. Rennie is still going. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to knock on my block of wood right here. <laughs> Sarah, you have jinxed us. <laughs> yeah. So my last question for you is, what do you think are some interesting advantages that women bring to tech, um, broadly defined within within that world? I think on any team, diversity of background, of gender, of race and ethnicity, those things make a team stronger. The more diversity we have, the more ideas and opinions, and the more experience we can draw on from the group of people that's on that team, the stronger we are. And that's what makes our small team strong, but it's what makes all of Run strong as well. Well said, Anna. Yeah, took the words out of my mouth. That's literally what I had written down. Diversity always enhances a team, bottom line. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I completely agree with that. Well, thank you all for taking the time to answer some of these questions. I do have a few other just get to know you questions for the three of you as well. It wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't end with that. So just three. So the first one is if you had a thousand dollars in your pocket and a free day, what would you do? Shopping spree. Go ahead, Sarah. Shopping spree. (laughs) Same. Um, I would go on a trip out in the harbor here in Charleston and find a place where I could scuba dive and potentially uh, hang out with some dolphins. Okay. Fun. I would go and hand it out in smaller amounts just randomly to do acts of kindness to other people. Okay. I love that, Nancy. What is your all's most embarrassing moment? that you wish to share with us. (laughs) (laughs) That last part is key. (laughs) Yeah. Don't ever ask a woman when she's due. Oh, Oh, no. And also don't ask them if they qualify for the senior discount. (laughs) Oh, no. I've I've experienced both. Pretty embarrassing. (laughs) I have a lot of embarrassing typos. I'm often typing in front of people or people are looking at my screen and I'm trying to type. and so every once in a while, that typo is actually a word it, it shouldn't, you shouldn't say or have in a professional setting. So I've had that happen and been very embarrassed. It was just an accident. But uh, those are those are always fun. Yeah, that happens to me often, Anna, when I try to say got it and the space goes in the wrong spot. And I'll just let your imagination decide what I actually type. <laughs> and that happens to me way too often. <laughs> need to find a different phrase. <laughs> I think of anything. The only thing that comes to mind is I, when I was little, um, for some reason, I thought I could ride my bike down the stairs. Oh, no. Did that result in some injury, I presume? No, I'm pretty sure I got up and laughed. Like, it was a, okay. <laughs> a crazy moment. But for some reason, I thought I could do that and it would be fine. I remember being embarrassed thinking that that's how bikes would work, I guess. I don't know. I think metaphorically, most days I'm riding a bike downstairs. That's probably a great (laughs) metaphor for what I'm doing. Yeah. I always just say I'm putting out fires all day long. I should, I should be a firewoman. 
What is something that has made each of you laugh or smile in the past 24 hours? Talking to our team. Uh, we talk every morning in the huddles and we have some social time and I'm almost always laughing through that entire time. Even if we were talking about the submarine, the Titan that's missing, and we were able to find some humor in some of the dialogue. And I, I enjoy that with our team. There's always that camaraderie. Yeah, we we go on site, several of us who are in Indy on Tuesday. So yesterday is always just a fun day. And just being in the office with teammates and just, you know, the normal back to office routine, silly things that people say, it's, it's always great. There, there's definitely something to be said about being in office with with your yeah. associate. Yeah, so I give a call out to Sarah Christina. I won't say what she said yesterday, but yes, she very much had me laughing. <laughs> I must have missed that yesterday. You you weren't in yet, yeah. No, I agree with the the, the Tuesdays in are pretty pretty fun. Um, so a lot of um, extras like you you don't get to hear when you're just on video muted with everybody. And I think I might might have brought a smile to everyone's face yesterday because I brought in some uh, peanut butter cook, uh, cookie dough balls. Oh, they uh, were awesome. They were good. They were, yeah. Peanut yeah. butter, yeah, cookie dough balls with rolled in chocolate chips is what they were. And they were delicious. Yeah, to also, you know, we all, you know, have a good time together. Well, I'll let you know, Sarah, the next time I'll be in office and you can yeah. just make sure that those peanut butter balls come in with you. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you three. I uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy days. I know that you probably have some fires waiting for you now to go put out. So we'll get this this out for you all. And Nancy, obviously, you're you're going to be doing a little bit of a a smaller schedule. So we'll be we'll be missing you once that goes into play. But <laughs> yeah, thank you all, and have a good rest of the day. We'll see you again soon for another episode of FYR. Now get more coffee